0: listeners does this sound like you you don't know what to watch next mindlessly scrolling down one streaming service then another then another and another only to end up watching the same episodes of the office you've seen a thousand times not to worry we here at the half Ass podcast network got you covered because we here we also don't the fuck we're watching next our next movie is always a mystery always unknown it's always to be determined that's right we let to determine what we watch next and you should too to pour your beverages, pop your popcorn, and come along on a journey with us where our destinations are always to be determined. Welcome back, everyone, to a brand new episode of To Be Determined. That's right, the podcast where we let To Be determine what we watch next. I'm your host, Justin, the Pump King. And with me, as always, is... <laughs> the uh illustrious drinks of ron ron mm-hmm. what are we drinking on the night um i've actually got orange kool-aid trying to unstick this
1: uh <clears throat> as a bit of phlegm from my throat so we might have a rich rich sticky baritone tonight from the orange kool-aid nice yeah hopefully it gets that out of there but i don't know i'm kind of liking the way it's sounding so maybe we'll
0: just roll with it As always, lovely voice. And today, we have a special guest, another member of the half Ass Podcast Network. You can hear him over at the Outsider Social Club, his own podcast he's got going on too. Uh, Below the Noise and the Nostalgia Pit, Ashy. What's going on, man?
2: Oh, you know, just uh, drinking some LDs, some liquid death. Looks like a Mickey's can, so it makes me feel like I'm in high school again.
0: Like a big Big man, man. yeah. Yep, And a boy. All right, so as you know, here we uh, let to be determine our movies. Last last episode, we kind of did a little cheat code. Uh, went with a nostalgia pick for some of us. Uh, mm-hmm. Me, the just one of the guys, the uh, classic, I'm not being taken serious because I'm a woman, so I'm just a good guy, and I'll be taken serious. And long and behold, she reveals her tits. That whole t- coming-of-age tale. Ron, you had the night Oops. with the comment, right? Uh,
1: Night of the Comet, yeah. It's actually one I just watched. It's from 84, but I just watched it for the first time in the last six weeks. So it's, uh, yeah, really hit home.
0: So 80s. So like I said, last time we had, we we kind of cherry-picked our own picks. But this time, since we had a guest on, we make the whole full experience happen. So we went to the Wheel of Unfortune, and we got three movies to reveal to you as we go along. But since, Hashi, you're the guest of honor, we're going to let you go first with your movie that was chosen by you by the wheel of unfortunate
2: well i'm actually going to let one of you go first because i want to see how it's done on your end you know i want to experience this i haven't gotten to listen to an episode yet so you know we can either do a guest sandwich and i could be in the middle mm. or you know i could go at the end but uh i'm gonna flip it and put it on one of you well it's, it's funny
1: that you should it's funny that you should say that, because uh, like Bobby. Justin pointed out, we didn't actually do the random reveal last time. So this is kind of the first time we're we're doing uh, this. But uh, yeah, we spun the wheel, we spin at the end of the episode, and then we do a little tease. So we've known for about a week which movie was on our docket, but uh, the listeners haven't. So um, I fortunately, with the way my wheel is set up, pulled Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Um, not even sure of the year on this one.
0: Oh jeez,
1: whoa, Jesus. Did you see the way those guys looked at us?
0: Who wants to go skinny dipping?
3: They captured Allison! Oh!
2: It's the pancakes! You hate pancakes! I'm, I'm gonna make you something else! What am I doing
1: here? fell into the water. I dove in and rescued you. We'll go find your friends. You should relax. Tucker and
3: Dale are on the case. What is this place? It's just a cabin. It doesn't mean they're psycho killers.
0: Then why don't you go in there and talk to them?
3: Alright. Maybe I will. I said maybe.
0: Dale? What are
3: you doing? I'm, I'm digging a crapper hole.
0: You mind
2: if
1: I help? He's making her
3: dig her own grave. There's no rules out here. It's us against yeah. them.
1: No! Oh, good, look, your friends are here. Whoa!
3: There. He must be allergic to bees or something because he was running like a bat out of hell. This is a suicide pact. These kids are coming out here, and they're killing themselves all over the woods. Oh, my God,
2: that
1: makes so much sense. The girl that we have, she can maybe explain the whole thing. You've got another one inside. Oh, yeah, she's in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Heads up.
3: Oh, you gotta take the safety off on the side there. Don't do that. Oh! Ah! Time to start being more careful. Kill, 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 kill! Time to die. Freak! Up. Stop! Stop and roll. No, don't, don't use that.
1: Let's get you down from there.
2: Wait. Sorry about that.
3: Uh, this vacation sucks.
1: But it's uh, fairly recent and uh it's it's full of uh 80s tropes and uh yeah actually i saw it maybe shit 10 12 years ago Uh, i didn't have to work one weekday and my cousin was around and she was like hey you got to come over here this is movie you have to see because we were both 80s kids grew up in the 80s and the big badge of honor was well i'm not scared i can yeah let's watch uh, friday the 13th and see who barrels out of the room the last because it's not me because i'm totally not afraid not nah, i'll still go into a basement someday just you got to go with me now um so yeah horror movies were kind of our thing and she's like no you're gonna die this thing is so on the nuts um so yeah tucker and dale versus evil We open with a Blair witch style video of two young people exploring a crime scene until one is brutally murdered. And then we see our disfigured murderer, uh, right before we cut back to three days earlier, uh, there's a car full of college kids driving through the Appalachian mountains in West Virginia. And this car ride, like I said, right out of an eighties horror movie, right down to, uh, them all celebrating that somebody brought a joint. It's it's perfect, uh, but the celebration short lived as they're ominously passed by a truck of hillbillies, and uh, they 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 really hammer the hillbilly. Um, and short after shortly after that, they realize that they've forgotten the beer, and everyone in the car screams in unison. Just no, yeah, that's literally what they all do. It was so fucking good.
0: In the scene, as it start. There's a show of the car driving away, and then this there. That's another trope, too, right? They all yell as a car drives away, but you don't see the kids in the car, or you only see the people in the car. It's just But you know they're all yelling as they drive away. The
2: disembodied voices, yeah, right? Sure yeah, disembodied voice.
0: That.
1: I think that might actually be a hard cut there because, uh, yeah, they look guys, we forgot the beer. Oh, it's it just like I said right away, I'm like, is this a fucking horror spoof? So it, it's perfection. So they go to the gas station to get beer, and that's where they find the hillbillies that we saw earlier, uh, Tucker and Dale. And Dale is celebrating his purchase of a six-pound jar of pickled eggs in the parking lot because it's uh, what a great pickup. When he notices a couple of the college girls, and he's all, "Oh shucks, he but you know I could never get a girl like that." Tucker says, "You know they're just people. They're no different from us. Why don't you go over there and talk to them? You just need to have some confidence. You got to smile and." And laugh because puts people at ease. So he, for some reason, grabs a scythe and drags this across the parking lot and over. Yeah, so going camping and starts maniacally laughing with a mouth full of pickled eggs and a scythe. And uh, of course, they freak out and get away from us, hillbilly. We don't, we don't. So of course, he goes back and says, "I just, girls just don't like me. Must be my face. I don't, I can't." uh this is just great great can, fucking... I, can i can
2: i sidebar here yeah pickled eggs yay or nay
1: Eey, i don't think i've ever eaten one it's nay a nay for me no. no no
2: see i didn't ha- i didn't like them until i started making them and all the different flavors you can make i was mm. at a restaurant and we met we had pickled eggs in the case we had a rainbow of pickled eggs that have one of every oh. color
0: Oh, it was fun um we Green did pickled we did pickled eggs and beets as, like, a raven specialty because the beet color pretty much turns egg purple. Uh, so, I was like, going
1: to ask that, actually.
0: Every every playoff game, my mom would make pickled eggs and pickled beets. It was like a tradition. I
1: thought, I thought
2: you said a rave specialty, and I was like, yeah, it's just seeing pickled eggs really <laughs> go together. It's so <laughs> <laughs>
0: just like, all right. Pickled <laughs> shots and pickled eggs, baby. Um, pickled now, eggs. a Raven special playoff pickled game, eggs. Baltimore Ravens, uh, it worked every time we were eating pickled eggs, we would eventually want to sleep roll back in the day. <laughs> so it became I a put tradition that
1: squarely on the eggs, yeah.
0: So put that put that uh in the rotation for the uh food menu from there on out whenever we watch playoff games, but I just couldn't do it. Like it just does not taste good at all. I love eggs. Eggs anyway besides pickled.
2: <laughs> what about scotch eggs? You guys had scotch eggs? It's a hard boiled egg wrapped in sausage and deep fried.
0: Hmm. No. I mean, you had me wrapped in sausage and deep fried. Maybe you actually <laughs> had me an egg, but <laughs> I would definitely try one. Egg. Well, I...
2: not with pickled eggs. <laughs>
0: yeah, so you almost got
1: me on board with the deep fried. They're pretty good. Hmm.
0: I've seen people make it on TikTok and I'm like, yeah. I want to do that. But I'm like, so no, I, didn't know I don't know what they
1: were. I'd heard it. I'd heard of it, but egg. once again, I used to make them at a restaurant when I worked at.
0: In a few days. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So our college oh, kids uh <laughs> flee in terror. As I said Dale decides that they that women just don't like his face. So our boys hit the road and they're crushing some beers. They're promptly pulled over. Of course, this great scene where where Dale gets stuck with his head down near the driver's seat as the cop shows up because they're trying to hide their beers. And um, yeah, so the trooper pulls him over and uh, asks them where they're going, and he says uh, they bought a vacation home, which is a running joke that's up in the mountains, and he tells them where it is, and the trooper tells them, there ain't nothing up there but pain and suffering on a scale that you can't even imagine. Okay, they say. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, th- this is what we call fo- foreshadowing, boys and girls. So they, this is not
2: what we call foreplay, boys. Yeah. And girls. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, they arrive at their vacation home. Uh, this old shack, literally, it's falling apart. Uh, Dale says, "Oh my god, it's perfect. Um, one of those deals." So they go in uh, a vacation home. Indeed, <laughs> one of them even calls it a mansion. Um, Shortly before, we discover all the bones laying around and news clippings related to a murder spree. Uh, But our boys gloss right over those on their way to noticing there's a buy one, get one free chili dog coupon with no expiration date. So high five. Um, And that's when we have a near miss of Tucker almost being impaled by a falling piece of the shack. Again, uh, they'll come back to this. But uh, now we jump cut to our college kids in the woods. They're lighting a joint off a stick from the fire. Apparently, these guys are going to uh, factor into our movie. I didn't know if they were going to be ancillary or not. But uh, no, these, are, these people are going to recur. So uh, the de facto main College douche kid proceeds to tell a scary story of murder in this exact spot where hillbillies murdered a bunch of college kids. See why we're sticking with the hillbilly branding here. Uh, could this be the news clippings we saw earlier? Who could say? Uh, But the story is cut short as one of the college kids rushes up saying he found a lake. And, of course, who wants to go skinny dipping? Oh, man, (laughs) this movie could have come out in 1984. It's just, I mean, every 80s horror trope is right there. We're camping at the lake site of a murder. Uh, It's just, it's perfect. So uh, now we cut to Tucker and Dale. They're out in the lake fishing, and it's in the dark. So I guess this is what that song was about. We, then we cut to the main frat boy douchebag. He's putting the moves on one of the girls from the group, Uh, as apparently the rest of them have gone skinny dipping, which I, I didn't even realize till rewatching it. Now you can actually see in the background while they're fishing in their boat. I'm like, Oh, well, I missed that the first time. I just, I thought that was just kind of alluded to. Um, But our main college girl, she, she's more modest and she's, she's not gonna, not gonna, take everything off she's gonna leave some stuff on to go swimming but uh she's startled when she's uh getting ready to go swimming by tucker and dale in the boat she falls off a rock smashes her head falls into the water and oh shit our boys realize she's not coming back up so tucker and dale to the rescue they pull her out of the water and one of the college kids sees them doing this and putting her in the boat and starts to panic to which tucker yells hey we got your friend and they're like, "Oh my God, they got her!" Everybody takes off running. Uh, we gotta, we gotta go fight the hillbillies who have captured our friend. Um, oh no, we've got some miscommunication here. Uh, what potential shenanigans could occur because of this? Um, so the couch girl wakes up the next morning in the creepy cabin. She starts screaming when Dale enters the room. Oh my God. It's the pancakes, he says. It's clearly the pancakes, why she's freaking out. So he comes back with bacon and eggs. Uh, they start talking. He explains the situation. Um, they actually start to play board games. Uh, so all all the college kids, they're now looking for her. And one of them says, well, maybe they took her to the hospital. And then in one of the moves that actually defies the horror movie tropes, one of them goes to get the police, which, holy shit, That never, they don't do that. I didn't, that one shocked me. Um, so, uh, by this point, Allie and Dale, Allie's the college girl, they've cleared up the miscommunication. So maybe we will avoid the shenanigans that they set up earlier. Uh, meanwhile, the college kids are playing rock, paper, scissors to see has to, who has to go up to the cabin and confront the hillbillies. So the loser approaches the cabin. and Wouldn't you know it right as he does? Tucker fires up a chainsaw which if that's not scary enough, cutting through the log, he hits a beehive. The bees swarm. He starts freaking out, swinging the chainsaw and running away from the stump right as the college kid comes up. He freaks out, runs the other way, and uh, you got this great scene where they're both running side by side almost through the woods uh, as he's still just inexplicably swinging the chainsaw. I don't know because of the bees, but uh, there's a great bit of the filmmaking there where they slow motion the film when Tucker and the college kid are actually side by side. And Tucker realizes there's another person and that's when the college kid realizes, oh shit, I'm not actually being chased. Uh, so uh, right as the college kid realizes this and and he gets passed, he totally impales himself headlong running into a piece of wood uh, right as he's being passed. So Tucker doesn't see it. And in the last moment before he dies, he looks up and sees one lone bee who lands on his nose and he realizes, oh, Oh, that's, that's why he was running, but we cut back to the shack. Dale and Allie are playing trivia. Dale's cleaning her clock because even though he's some hillbilly, you know, he's actually really smart. So, uh, he asks her what she's studying. She says psychology and goes on to say that she thinks so many of the world's problems are caused by a lack of communication. Oh fuck. I see what you did there. So that's basically an in-depth run of the first half hour of the movie. Um, not really going to give the rest away. I almost feel like I've given away too much, but I will say the police do show up. Uh, the Shack's condition does come back into play. Uh, whether or not they clear up the miscommunication, how many people die, um, how's it happening? Is there something else going on? I'm not going to spoil it, but I will say that um, I, I said, uh, it's pretty fortunate to find this movie on my list. There were some real fucking losers there, but uh, for this one, I'm going to hit the popcorn, and I'm going to say, uh, as far as 2B movies going, this ain't a small, it ain't a medium, it ain't a large. This is an extra large. I'm, uh, extra large popcorn. So I highly recommend, go watch uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. You'll clear up all the shenanigans, you'll see plenty of 80s horror tropes, and uh, also uh, titties. So a uh, 9 out of 10 from me. Boobs. Yeah. They're really small in the background, but they're there. they count
0: and boobs uh just just for retouching up this uh definitely i definitely remember watching this movie so you had seen this before right this wasn't your first go about um upon rewatch, did this opinion yours go from a large to an extra large or was it always an extra large for you
1: no it was it was always it's like i said my cousin called me and said you got to come and watch this if, you, if you're familiar with all the 80s horror tropes, it just fucking checks all the boxes. And then when it doesn't, you know, ironically, not only was the, the black college kid not the first one to die, but they, they actually do go to get the police, which is like, oh, nobody ever does that. That's, that's great. No, I, I loved it right out of the gate. It's not only for the references, but I actually think it's pretty well put together. Uh, Alan, what is it? Alan Tudyk is uh, in there. He's he's solid. Just some really funny fucking bits. I enjoyed it just as much going
3: back.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. I definitely remember there's some good gore shots, too, to, to give you the extra 80s tropes of the gore, but yeah. also the, the skinny dipping, you know, all that stuff. I yeah. definitely remember it. Because obviously he's supposed to look like, what's his name, from Army of the Dead, right? Um, Tucker or Tucker with the chainsaw.
1: Yeah, he kinda it yeah. kinda yeah. The evil dead with the fucking yeah. shack. There's some similarities. And and I didn't mention that when they get pulled over on their way to the vacation home, they are hauling a wood chipper, which may or may not come into play later. But uh, no. true story. Yeah. But they bring it with them. That's all I'm saying. I don't want to spoil nothing for nobody.
2: Yeah. I've seen Fargo. I know what happens.
1: <laughs> 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 they cut some lovely apple wood into sizes small enough to use in their smoker wait Everything so according to play.
2: quick question you got small medium large extra large is it just a four star scale then four oh, foreign no. scale
1: see because you could also add butter or special toppings, or just go uh yeah and then also if it's really bad you don't get anything from concessions at all you gotta scrape up the stale shit off the floor so Fortunately, we haven't had any of those. I mean,
2: I'm not touching that floor.
1: That's what I'm saying. (laughs) I ain't eating nothing off that. Yeah, so if you want to go above extra large, add the accoutrement, the butter, and uh, anything else that would make it uh, just a little better. As long
0: as you give me the butter, like that TikTok uh, famous person with the way he was adding the butter to that popcorn. Little (laughs) showmanship, little flip the cup pump pump butter flip the cup again pump like yep yeah, just give me that give me give me give me the tom cruise cocktail experience of butter <laughs> right? making
2: i think uh if if you were to ask me butter flavored topping would make the popcorn worse
0: oh Ooh. shit
1: that's fair
2: the butter flavored topping is is pure cancer <laughs> yeah it's bad for you and it's bad tasting
3: Sometimes like soil, you gotta eat like a little cancer. Oil. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I put regular butter, regular butter on it, or like white cheddar. Right. Or just nothing. I mean, movie theater popcorn, it's whatever. Yeah. We're going in movie theater if it has to be at a theater, you no? Know? I'm just saying that butter shit. That's just <laughs> and I don't know about that shit. All right,
0: though. spring of that butter so they have in there. There you go. <laughs> that's better for you, right? <laughs> yeah, so you
1: can get as creative as you want with your popcorn. Uh, based okay. rating system.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: All right.
1: All the doors are open.
2: I'm rating it a four day old open bag of smart pop.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> uh, my favorite kind of popcorn. Stale Chinsu. popcorn underrated.
1: Yeah, that's as far as stale stuff goes. I guess that would have to be in there. It's good.
0: Tahashi, are you are you comfortable going? I guess. All right, so, so a little quick little backstory in Hashi's movie. We've discovered we have a flaw in the system here.
2: I have to spin the wheel a second time. That's all
0: I Yes, because apparently Tubi lets movies get off their website in their streaming yes. service. So we might not get to these movies just in time, so we could not go with his original pick, which was La Bamba.
1: Oh, I don't have the loser sound effect on you. That's you good should have to the La 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 Bamba. That. <laughs> plug that in post
2: post run fuck yeah
0: <laughs> but since La La La, La, I want to start singing now, but since La Bamba is not on TV anymore what did the magic wheel that was not the wheel <laughs> decide for you the
2: magic wheel landed on a movie that came out the year of nineteen hundred and eighty one It's a summer film, and it was directed by the great, the legendary, the lovely John Carpenter, who I would say is the greatest musical scorer of a movie of all Hmm. time. Above John Williams, above Hans Zimmer. I don't think there's much question to be had. I don't hate this tape.
0: Because Halloween is instantly a top five. Theme song of anything of all, if not top two or one. Yep. Like, just yep. you hear that music and you know the certain scores he does in those movies. It's, I just watched They Live for the first time. And oh. it's the best
2: movie. It's the best.
0: Like, I, I'm following this podcast. That was pretty scary. And they uh, they do <laughs> scary movies. And I was like, this is not a, thr-, but like, it's got some classic one liners from Roddy, uh, yeah. the five and a half minute fight scene. With him and uh, (sighs) what's his name? Um, Cute David. I'm going to say David Lee. Yeah. (laughs) But that, I mean, it's got a lot of great moments for sure. I would never call it a horror horror movie, though. It just wasn't.
1: It's more, more, even more sci fi than horror. And that's a stretch there, but more fantasy. But yeah, I just watched it for the first time this summer. I was uh, shocked at how great Roddy really was. Yep. Yeah, i was no, waiting crushes. for a not good performance i was like nope uh, yeah
2: nope nailed it. It.
1: uh
2: top three john carpenter movies uh three two one um number three <coughs> is christine number two is they live number one is the thing
0: all that bangers said, number four
2: is the movie that i watched escape from new york
3: And the United States police force has everything under control, they think. I'm going in. John Carpenter's escape from New York, the high adventure of the future. One man must go in where no man has ever gotten out. And if he comes back alone... His nightmare has just begun. Who are you? John Carpenter's escape from New York. Heard you were dead. John Carpenter's Escape from New York. The greatest escape of them all is about to blow the future apart.
2: Now, Escape from New York has the perfect amount of purely absurd and potentially believable to make up one of the greatest type of movies of all time, which is the dystopian future sci-fi movie. And to think that in 1981... They would have only given the audience 16 years of future projection (laughs) to depict a world where crime has gone up 400% in the United States and they have to shut down the island of Manhattan
1: Oh, sure! turn it
2: into a prison. And so they cut all the power, they cut all the bridges, they cut everything. And they just turn Manhattan, an island that has notoriously the most expensive real estate and office space and Wall Street and all of these things that are detrimental to the world of 1981. They're like, no, we're going to turn this into the prison. So it's just enough absurd to be absolutely absurd. That being said, Kurt Russell's in this movie. Isaac Hayes is in this movie. Oh, shit. Lee Van Cleef is in this movie. You may or may not recognize him from Sergio, Le- Sergio Leone directed movies.
3: But I want to be Whatever happened to Lee Van Cleef? Whatever happened to Lee?
2: In old Westerns, he looks kind of like a more later Clark Gable. <laughs> also Donald Pleasance. Who was in an X-Files episode. He's fantastic. Harry Dean Stanton. You, definitely uh, recognize you
0: mean Donald Pleasence as in Dr. Loomis from the Halloween franchise?
2: He's also in the Halloween franchise. He's in a lot of really good things is Lord Donald. Uh, he passed away in 1995. But that being said, I don't need to you know divulge too much into his career because he's not the star here. Although he is the president. <laughs> oh, in this
0: movie. I can see that.
2: He plays see the that. president. That's right. And so why does the president take part in this movie, you might ask? I thought this was a movie about a prison that is Manhattan Island. Well, the plot of the movie is that It's 1997, the world is crime ridden, and there is a Cold War going on, surprise, it's 1981, between Mm -hmm. China, Soviet Union, and America, and the president has a tape that he needs to play for the Chinese and the Soviets in order to share nuclear information with them To cool down the Cold War, which I don't really understand the logic (laughs) behind that, but okay. Hmm. We're going to go with it. So he's flying to a summit, and his plane is hijacked. And his plane is hijacked by a woman who decides she's going to crash it. And when she is talking to mission control or, you know, whoever's on the other end, the air traffic control tower, she starts going into her speech, and then she pulls out a piece of yellow notepad paper and starts reading her speech off of it i found that moment very absurd and very funny but yeah she hijacks air force one she crashes it into manhattan the president barely escapes in his presidential escape pod which looks very futuristic it is a little red pod with the presidential emblem on the front so you know when he lands in the city people know who he is
0: yeah right. Does it like the escape pods from uh, Spaceballs? Pretty much. Very similar. <laughs> nice. Now.
2: And so they realize, Hey, the president's just crashed in Manhattan. So we need to send in the cops to go take care of him. Go, go get him. And they go in there and they're greeted by a messenger who tells them that they have 30 seconds to leave or they're going to kill the president. And then he shows him his severed finger. Oh. He cut off the president's finger and it's the guy got who... the
1: presidential seal on it so that's how you know
2: Exactly that's how you that's how you know okay. The guy who played that character his name is Romero He's played by actor Frank Doubleday He is he looks like he's something out of Naruto or an anime <laughs> movie He's got just this like Dragon Ball Z spiked wig that looks like he's a Super Saiyan but then oh. he has these giant like they they gave him makeup that's like super white and pasty, but then is super sunken in eyes. Ass off for that guy. Fucking crushed it. But Snake Plissken, Kurt Russell's character, is an ex-soldier, but he just got arrested for robbing the Federal Reserve. And so he got sentenced to life in prison. Oh. What happens to all life in prison people? They get sent to New York, to Manhattan. However, the president is kidnapped right before he's about to go in. so the head of the uh, um, United States police force, because the police force is all united yeah,
1: as nationalized National now. Hell yeah. Yeah. And it is a well-run dystopian future. We're going to exactly. nationalize. Yeah.
2: And any well-run dystopian future just shuts down Manhattan because they don't need it.
1: <laughs> right. You, just you just couldn't
2: a- just put them like, you know, at least in like, in judge dread you know they put him in aspen and it's like okay aspen's an affluent area now we whatever, gotta fence okay? it man i mean
1: they, like, they are literally a-
2: why aren't these people being like we're gonna put it in oklahoma nebraska <laughs> kansas it's just uh, like yeah you just yeah. put a wall around some people it's like no we're just gonna use the manhattan yeah, the river
1: people. serves as a wall
2: but then again you think about new york city in the 80s and that shit was pretty dangerous
0: yeah
1: it
2: was pretty dangerous and that's all I can say. So maybe people were like, you know, there's so much cocaine and crack being done here in the lower burbs of Manhattan. So you know, well, that's what's going to happen is in 16 years, the drugs will be so they'll become so rampant that you know, <laughs> Hell's Kitchen will actually be Hell. <laughs> but point is, <clears throat> Snake Plissken, aka Kurt Russell, he gets pulled aside by the chief of the United States Police Force and told that he needs to go on a mission to save the uh, president. You, why you might be asking. Well, the fact is that Snake Pliskin was a former oh, what is he? Hold on a second. I have my information Power Ranger right here. He's a Power Ranger. He <laughs> was the Green Ranger 8 years
0: before. Rest no. in peace.
2: He was a former uh uh United States Army Special Forces lieutenant who served in the Black Light unit which we're assuming are like the Green Berets or something by the way that they give it its connotation but he's he was a the black youngest Black Light He's a Black Light. Yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> Black not. Um <laughs> He was uh, 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 given two Purple Hearts. He was the youngest person to be commended and decorated by the president. He is uh, this legendary badass that everyone knows who he is, and he was in Special Forces and all this stuff. And so he gets pulled aside and told that he gets to save the president for a full pardon.
1: Oh, shit. There's a carrot. Dangle yep. that, mother
2: and then they tell him that he needs to get these injections because there's all sorts of diseases in Manhattan, as you can imagine. And it turns out what they injected him with was time bombs with 24-hour oh. lives, and if he does not save the president, then he will be neuralized.
1: Oh, shit.
2: Neuralized, yeah.
1: Not see that coming. No. Wow.
2: I did not see that coming at
1: all. Fuck, fucking hey. Okay. Things just went up a notch.
2: Yeah, and that is about 30 30 minutes into the movie. I don't need to, you know, give away too much, but I have a couple observations about the movie Mm. that I'm going to give without context, so maybe it'll tease the listener into watching this, because if you haven't seen Escape from New York, it's a fantastic dystopian future. Some amazing uh, shots of New York City, and they, like, see, they, uh, made it with a model and this is one of those things where like models practical effects are so much better than cgi yeah there's just no no questions asked it's like no we just built like like had someone make a drawing of this city and then we have a little model plane that goes in front of it and it's like that shit looks so much better even in 4k like yeah dude it's nuts but, uh, yeah,
1: and believe it or not, I haven't seen this movie in its entirety. I've seen bits and pieces. Uh, same. I'm
0: in that boat. Yeah, but, like bits and pieces. But, I haven't seen the whole thing.
1: But, yeah, oh. you're selling me here.
2: Oh, you got to watch it. You'll see, you know, there's a boob or two in it. There's oh. some, uh, there's, you know, some cleavage in it, as, you know, you would get in the 80s when movies. You see boobs? Well, no, actually, it's different. You don't see those boobs, but you see part of the boobs and you see uh, the lot. Ah. There's a so this is like yeah, in a little bit of side gratuitous. This is gratuitous <laughs> cleave. okay. Okay. There's just like there's a scene there's I'm like right multiple scenes where it's unnecessary that she would be wearing <laughs> what she's wearing in this situation. Yeah. And yet she is and she's got a lot of cleavage shown. And I'm not yeah. gonna complain about it, but you know, no, I'm just you're gonna, you're okay. selling me here. I'm po- making out an observation. So um couple uh 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 observations here the terrorist pulling out the speech on a yellow notepad sheet to give to the cops to give the speech to the cops was funny to me funny. It, there was a level of humor in it it was just kind of ass off as she was just like no i have my manifesto I, just, I gotta get my manifesto this is why we're, we're doing over. this no, papers just
1: one crinkling sheet, just one sheet she's oh just, just one oh yeah. okay oh, she's shit. locked
2: herself in the in the cockpit and she killed the co-pilot
1: yeah for, you can't be hauling a full notebook then yeah no 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 of yeah, course be, not. you gotta, it's it's gotta light be light mobile yeah
2: uh the crashing air force one flying into lower manhattan towards the twin towers was a little ominous for 20 years <laughs> before 9-11 well it's um, only
1: it's only four years before so you know well, 20 97, years 97
2: oh yeah i guess yeah. Oh. See, they were they were just four years off yeah
1: right and it got close
2: um Kurt Russell clearly does not smoke. Okay, that's another <laughs> thing about this. It's like he's supposed to be badass, and he just like grabs a cigarette from the chief when he's like sitting at his desk and like getting the whole like you're gonna be pardoned if you do this. He grabs a cigarette and he lights the match and he lights the match super badass, and he's got his eye patch, and oh, then he yeah. like he, let, he like smokes the cigarette, and it's just like dude, you, you're not inhaling at all. There's like it's just one of those things. I notice that shit every time. As someone who smoked as much as I have in my life i'm just like yo dude like
1: it lights the wrong end am i doing it right i mean it's
2: almost that bad but not quite that bad but kurt russell clearly did not smoke cigarettes when he was doing this um all i can say is that there are there's a car i don't want to know i I don't want to say what kind of car it is i think it's a cadillac it might be a lincoln it has chandeliers on the hood not going to tell you what anything else about it. Oh. That shit was ridiculous, okay? And also, uh, my last observation is that Kurt Russell, any movie that he's in, the better he is in the movie, the less he talks. <laughs> he is the original. I mean, okay, well, he's not the original because there's Charles Bronson and he's clearly doing oh. the Charles Bronson st- strong, silent type. But like The Thing, you think about The Thing, it's like he should have won an Academy Award for the thing, and he didn't say anything. He's just like, <laughs> "You son of a bitch!" You know, just the look in his eyes every time. But the less he talks, the better he is. That's What I'm saying.
1: Have that on like a graph where we can actually see where there's a there's a line
0: where.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Is I guess the Tom le-
0: Hardy the goat in that?
2: No, Charles Bronson is infinitely better.
0: I was just gonna say I didn't even think
2: Charles of it until Bronson, you said Bronson. So much better. Go watch yeah. Once Upon a Time in the West. Holy shit, that's a movie.
1: It's just staring people down.
2: Tom Hardy is really good in some movies, and he's also really bad in some movies. I think he was Pretty horrible true. in Batman. You know, which is essentially it's essentially him voice acting. Because you never yeah. see his mouth moving. You right. know, he's just like, he's all bulked up. The The way that they're shooting it is to make Bane look like he's super big. Tom Hardy's not that big. Eh. It's like his voice. He
0: acting. did get pretty big for the warrior, though. He was, he was pretty big.
1: Well, he he's gets, like five, he's, five, six or five, eight or something that's, like that. That's what I'm saying. He's not, he's like, not that right.
2: like, large. I mean, yeah, he can put on mass, but like, that's. that's Yeah, still, like he, they he shoot he him like he's six, like
1: he's the rock. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's, they do it well.
2: They do it okay. Their I thought he was like huge. There.
1: I thought he was... I, I bought Heinz
2: Field, which apparently is in New York. <laughs> or is it Chicago? You'll never know because we use both cities. and We put them in and we amalgamate them. Uh, but last thing I was going to say is that they don't make movies like they used to in the 80s and the 70s. And by that, I mean, any movie, most movies and shows you watch these days, it feels like, they pack it with dialogue like there is like just the constant need to give that exposition and like tie it. they like people depend on dialogue to tie one scene to the next and stuff like that long stretches of no dialogue and just score or, or, or just sound effects, you know, like art uh, artistic, you know, all that shit. It's, it's, it's just, I don't know. It like can really put you into the mo- into the mood, into the moment into the movie and uh, bring that shit back. And I know that they do in some like smaller artistic pieces or a 24 films or whatever, but uh, you just, yeah, you don't see it in theaters or in big movies as much anymore.
1: Yeah. I think everything now is set up for people like my wife who aren't actually fucking watching it, but are looking at their phone. Cause if there's something, anything that's implied that you have to watch that isn't like you said, complete dialogue driven exposition she's like what 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 happened what's going on now like yeah because you weren't fucking watching the whole like yeah. And yeah they're made so you can just scroll and
2: yeah it, which is you know i'll thank reality tv for that but i've noticed right. that like if i'm watch- like rewatching the x-files or something or hmm. i mean the sopranos any most anything better call saul the dialogue or the moments where you can look down when they're not speaking that's when <laughs> shit's happening yeah you know what i mean It's like when when the plot is actually advancing.
1: That's true. Norm, thank you. Thanks, Norm. Yeah, running my mic,
0: dude. Hey, Norm. How's it hanging, Norm?
2: Wait, is he Norm or Nash? Nash. But you call him Norm?
0: Uh, Troy calls
2: him Norm. Troy calls him Norm. Yeah. (laughs) I'm
1: like, damn it. Now, anytime I'm pissed, I'm like,
2: damn it, Norm. This is like that thing with. uh, Zach's dog, where they call him Baxter. Sometimes they also call him. What's the other name? Boogie.
0: Boogie.
2: And I'm like, is his name Boogie or Baxter?
0: I think. Well, according said, to our interview on the Outside Social Club, it's Boogie because it was named for Boogie Cousins. That's yeah.
2: Well, that's true, but also I feel like it's only a mean that says Baxter, and maybe he's, he's doing the anchor from man yeah.
0: yeah. My
1: little Wait, a whole gentleman. wheel of cheese. <laughs> Not oh, even I'm mad. Not bad. I'm impressed. I'm impressed.
2: <laughs> That's a good dog that
1: movie. Yeah, it is. I love he Jack considered. Black. Just we...
2: punts him too. Let's Jack
0: Black's <laughs> cameo in that fucking thing. I swear to God. You know what? Dude? I almost died in the theater seeing that shit. Uh, <laughs> God damn it. What the heck, bro? What the heck? He just you just the throw a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's quite oh a gum. raspberry you got there. <laughs>
1: This burrito is delicious, but so filling. (laughs) And of course, my
0: friend Baxter here. Yeah, well, now I'm doing this. (laughs) You like to
2: ruin what I love? All
0: right, popcorn and hashy. We'll be rating this popcorn. Oh, shit.
2: So this one, if we're rating it in popcorn, this is a bowl of air-popped popcorn at your house. With some with some fresh melted butter on it, and some sea salt and a little nutritional yeast. Which I guess if we're scaling it like you guys do, that's a that's a super size. Go oh, Holy goddamn!
1: Family sized popcorn with extra salt and butter. Go for it!
0: <laughs> All right. Felt good. Slight spoiler. This movie is on my wheel, so I might be watching this next myself, so... Hmm. Even if I'm not supposed to watch it, because the Wheel of Unfortune tells me to, I'm gonna be watching this shit. I probably will, too.
1: It's not on my list, but...
2: Well, sometimes you just gotta watch things and take them off the list, because you gotta watch it now. That being said, any John Carpenter movie, like, there's a point when, when he falls off pretty heavily, but that being said, his early works are so good. I mean... Halloween, The Fog, Escape from New York, The Thing, Christine. That's a run right there.
0: So, Hashi, your movie, you're talking about how it lets the, lets the words sit for a little bit. That's some dead air. There's no dead air in this movie that I'm about to review. Oh, shit. Uh, there's a couple moments of dead air, but once, once the uh, tray tables are locked and the wheels are up, and the plot liftoff happens dialogue is very 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 easy to come by um and i'm of course talking about the 2006 comedy funny money based off the play funny money that's in new york
3: Very hard for more than 20 years. I devoted my life to the artificial fruit business.
0: Henry never takes any chances. It's like living with Rayman. There is no
3: spontaneity in our lives. Uh I never lock my briefcase. Oh my God. Henry Perkins may have picked up the wrong briefcase. What's that? Five million dollars. But he made the right decision. Barcelona? No, one way only. We're not coming back. If... Ah! I can't go through with this. It's already driven me to drink. He can calm the wife. It's stealing. I figure the money's already been stolen. And if it doesn't exist, what did I steal? Nothing. (laughs) Pay off the friends. Give me $5,000. Ten. 7-5. 7-5. Done. Done. Detective Slater, NYPD. Con the good cop. He doesn't know this isn't my life, savings. $5 million. I've been frugal. Con the bad cop. Detective to know. Carol, my wife. She's a man. Cover up the naked body. This is weird watching you take off another man's pants. I am in the medical profession. You're a dental hygienist. Dodge the Romanians. Ah! Ditch the party. Ignore the smoking hot chick in the wet bikini. <laughs> duck the bullets. Fire, fire! Great party, Henry. And make the getaway. Oh, my, my, my. This is getting more complicated by the minute. And you call yourself a detective. Chevy Chase. Penelope Ann Miller. Armand Asante. Christopher McDonald. Robert Loja. Oh, you. If you'd take the money and run he got two first class tickets to, to Greece! Yeah. Get in line Monday, Monday. and conga. What about your in laws? It's not the in laws that are going, it's the outlaws. Monday, Monday. Funny money. Oh, Gene, it's terrible. Henry's bought a one way ticket to Barcelona, and if I don't like it there, he's gonna buy Bali for me. What am I gonna do? I take Bali!
0: Uh, it stars the great and amazing Chevy Chase. Of course, one of the best villains in uh, movie history, Shooter McGavin, Kristen McDonald, oh, is in this movie. Uh, who else we got in this movie? Uh, Guy Tory. He was a pretty famous stand up comic for a little bit there in the New York scene. Um, but the, of course, are Robert Lozier. Oh, <laughs> Oh look there! It's Robert Lozier. Robert Lozier is the very horny and very perverted and very problematic uh, boss of the company that Chevy Chase works for. And then Armand Resante, or is it Santi? Uh, the guy who always plays the the uh, the mobster in the movies. Um, I think he's in the Sopranos as well. But praise and cast for a run in a mill 2006 comedy because. I was like, how did I miss a comedy from Chevy Chase in 2006? And then I realized yeah. he did Zoom, which I've never heard of that movie ever. Really? And he was the train voice in Dougal before this. So, <laughs> Dougal
1: was train. Oh.
0: <laughs> it seems that uh, it's easy to miss this movie, given his uh, track record at the time. And this is four years before Hot Tub Time Machine, where he kind of reinvented himself.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, he had a dark time that really slowed down yeah. for a little bit. It definitely didn't. That- and community kind of community. started community. turning it around.
0: Yeah. Community, yeah. Very, very high peak in the eighties with the vacation movies, uh, spies like us, you know, Caddyshack. comic. I mean Caddyshack. Um
2: one of my favorites is his role in Caddyshack is so funny.
0: Oh, so great. It's spot on. It's perfect. Do
2: you do drugs, Danny? <laughs> All the time,
0: sir. Good. <laughs> is the way the way Danny responds, too, because it's not a full yes right away. It's that slutle beat like. All the time <laughs> Last movie I had I uh, had a great opening 80s montage scene but this movie had it too another trope uh had you know that whole upbeat jazz uh 80s montage where they're showing uh, cartoon as the uh, credits roll the the end the opening credits and then it like swips or swipes just perfectly into the perfect skyline of new york and then of course your basic 80s montage of taxi cabs driving by people's feet walking by you know inside the shop Fuck people yeah. buying hot dogs people buying oh, you know a bagels b-roll yeah yeah
1: got to
2: set the mood, uh, set the stage you know yep. yeah
0: as if no movie's ever established in new york is like or any tv show a movie lot of in new
2: york. <laughs> I love those new york shots though like yeah, oh they're, they're so great and you know whatever yeah. like i still love
0: them
1: night court please
2: right, every, every, every time every
0: time like i want to i want to be in that crowd mm-hmm. like uh, something about people talking about new york crowds like and it's it, i love going to new york yep uh I'm, so I'm chevy chase soon. works at a uh, wax fruit company and kind of some parallels here to the vacation movies because he's in food additives. And so apparently huh. to do food work in movies um, <laughs> seems to be his trend. Um, he's
1: believable. He's totally believable as a food additive executive.
0: Oh, oh, for sure. Especially, I mean, he just, obviously, that whole dialogue he has the Christmas vacation about the nollie palm, whatever it says, and it's like, it coats the flakes. So the milk, milk won't penetrate. Yeah, I really like it. <laughs> um but he's talking about he he sees a bruised um banana on the uh the assembly line he's like what's this and the guy's like oh i thought that uh bruised fruit would look more real and like bring it out there he's like i had that idea 17 years ago And you know what the boss said if it ain't broke don't fix it so then obviously obviously this is the setup here uh boss comes down sees the bruised fruit He's like, who made that? Uh, Watkinson. It's the best idea I've heard in 20 years. And of course, you know, Chevy Chase gets all pissed off. Uh, so they go to couples therapy, him and his wife, and there's a great couples therapy scene uh, where um, they, they're they trying to reveal themselves because, you know, that's that's how he'll make you break free. So you find out that Chevy Chase is this, by the book, everything at the same time, very rigid guy, 6 a.m. wakes up. 6:35, you know, eats breakfast. Just straight by the book. You can predict his next move because that's how Mr. Typical he is. And you find his wife is very afraid of controversy. She's an artist um, and doesn't want to get rejected with showing her work to the uh, museums. So this all plays very well into uh, the next, I'd say, 85 minutes left of this movie because. What they are told they are in therapy may or may not be how they actually are in this moment here. Um, on the way to uh, back to his house, this is all happening on his birthday. It's revealed a couple minutes later that it's his birthday. does the same thing on his birthday. That's all he wants. A nice little dinner. That's it. Because, again, it's unpredictable. But film noir, his wife has got a surprise party planned for him. And this may or may not play out just like the way bachelor party does in the 80s um <laughs> if you know that movie way too much chaos happens in one room at one oh, yeah. given night So thing's um, went in the 80s oh yeah i mean what what's that in the um, bachelor party isn't there a donkey uh, there is a donkey there's <laughs> a donkey donkey
1: takes copious amounts of drugs
0: there's no donkey in this ep- uh, this movie but there's oh, there's uh oh. <laughs> Call that there's stereotypical very bad eastern european bad guys though so again oh. another 80s trope um yeah. that's was touched on here and obviously i think they're trying to harken back to uh chevy's uh golden years <laughs> um so <laughs> once he's uh he's looking at a sign on the uh subway and like the whole thing that the uh, couple's therapy was about Uh, a transformative movement transfer movement so he's looking at this poster says paradise he starts tripping balls thinking like he's going to be on this like sex ramp uh don't see anything but like just everything is going to be paradise and then he realizes he needs to change his life a kind of like moment uh and and at this moment he gets up for a pregnant girl um and he bumps into again that very terrible stereotypical uh eastern european guy and they switch briefcases the old oh, shit. the old switcheroo.
1: Oh shit.
0: Um and you find out through nice little split split screen action, who's going what direction, where they're going. Uh so again, Chevy Chase arrives at his local bar, same spot. He sits on the bench or on the stools. Bartender's like, yeah, no, I'll get you a bud light. He's like, Nah, give me a tour or two tub- borg. He's like, Tuborg, you sure? That's not General because he's being different today and comes to find out. He's like, don't lock my bag. He opens the bag, reveals something. You don't see it because it comes back and play in two minutes here, but he has to go home first. Tells his wife, where's yellow pages again, 2006. It seems a little late for late yellow pages. Again, nice little eighties trope there. Uh, 2006, there's definitely internet existed. (laughs) You could be searching stuff. You'd be googling um, that shit. He finds the number to a. Also, this is kind of two thousand six. A uh, tr- travel agent. Huh. Uh, I know my parents. She was a travel agent for a while, but nah, I don't know about two thousands. But uh, gets the first two tickets. Our two. Our first flight for two tickets, first class, out of here to East to Europe, like Spain or whatever. She's like, "Are you? Have you been drinking?" And she opened, he opens the bags like, no, nah, I'm fine. And she's like, no, you're not. And looks at the money. There's a $5 million in that briefcase that they switched bags with. Uh, this is why Chevy Chase is an all new guy. He has $5 million and can, he can be anyone he wants to essentially. So that's the whole plan. The whole plan is for him to buy these two first class tickets one way, by the way. They're going to buy everything there when they get there. Oh and they're going to live in a lamb. They're going to be whoever they want to be in the next country they go to because he's tired of being tired and predictable. Um. Hmm. So, show, so I shows a flashback to him going to the, he's sitting on the bar. Uh. So much Harkins to vacation here. Like I say, he works hard because he comes in. He's like, this isn't stealing. I've worked hard for this company. I deserve something. Harkins <laughs> back to vacation where he's like, gets yeah. the jelly of the month club. He doesn't get his raise. And then, you know, He's always, he's too tired. Vegas vacation. He t- wants to take his family a nice trip. He's worked hard. He, he deserves it. We're going to Vegas. So, again, they're touching back on his glory days. Uh, they reveal the bad guy's name is Mr. Nasty. And that's also kind of an 80s trope. Just yeah. Mr. Nasty, Mr. Big, Mr. Nice Guy, whatever. Right. So, he. <laughs> So, a random cop shows up at the house. It's uh, Armand Nassant. And, of course, now he's freaking out because he has Mr. Nasty's briefcase. This cop knows, but spoiler alert, it's not a... It's a crooked-ass cop. He's just trying to... Oh. He thinks he's onto something here. And it comes back later at the end. Um, he, he was questioning his behavior because, like I said, he was coming on back and forth to the uh, bathroom checking the money. So... Instead of saying, hey, I was doing coke or now I had a irritable bowel syndrome or whatever, he was telling the cop he was soliciting guys. And that's why I kept getting happier and happier as he came out of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Checks out.
0: Um, so this is pretty much the setup here. Uh, I'll let you kind of play out the rest. I'll touch on some points here. But as you can tell, gets a whole lot of money. He's supposed to be Mr. Predictable. He's been drinking. He wants to go on vacation. Obviously, those plans out the window because, again, he's trying to run on a lamb for $5 million and then all, all sorts of chaos uh, will ensue. Like, again, kind of reminds me of Bachelor Party where it's supposed to be just a normal Bachelor Party. Everyone shows up and destroys everything. Um, like I said, there is a scene, Tashi, I was talking about dialogue, where it's that whole trope of no one's letting the full story sit. Oh, but I was just outside course you were just outside and then they finish the other person's thought even the thought is wrong because they thought they're misperceiving the whole entire uh like situation like i said like he thought he was propositioning guys but he was doing this but then i was doing that like so it's everyone telling their own side of the story and it goes on for like 10 minutes another person comes out of the room like oh aren't you john no you're john no hi carrie it's 10 minutes non-stop with christopher mcdonald chevy chase armand Desant. it's Non stop. Again, an 80s trope too. That was something that was always done in the 80s. Of like, who done it? You done it. We done it. You did it. Like. But like I said, you know, uh lots of chaos. There's a really funny line at the towards the end of the movie. Uh they think they're interviewing, they're they're doing this whole thing where like it's a it's a theme party, it's a dinner mystery, a murder mystery. Uh, and they said they hire two cops, but they're actually real cops. But they hired them to investigate a murder. So <laughs> the one guy really plays it up. He said, uh, that woman was born with her legs apart. When she dies, they're going to put her in a Y-shaped coffin. <laughs> Never heard um, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's I thought it was original. Like, yeah, like uh his legs spread open. like a Y-shaped coffin. Thought that was pretty good. Uh, like I said. Bad guys eventually show up during the party as you would imagine, and then I'll let you guys play out the rest of this. Total lot there, but the whole party scene, if you like that whole trope in the eighties nineties yeah. where it was just mis re- misinterpreted situation, this has got great dialogue Chevy done, Chase is, if it's done well. Yeah. Chevy Chase is on his on his game. I feel like it's definitely over the hill, Chevy Chase, but he hasn't fully he's definitely risen back up from Dugo Dougal and <laughs> On his way to Hot Tub Time Machine uh, community era there, uh, but yeah, never heard of this. And the reason why I probably haven't heard of this is because it made thirty one thousand dollars in the box office. So oh,
2: Jesus,
0: there was no mention of budget, and I can only <laughs> imagine why, because of only making thirty one thousand dollars in the box office. That didn't office.
1: even that didn't even cover Chevy's Coke
0: <laughs> on day one. <laughs>
1: Right. <laughs> Fuck. I don't um, know. But this is one. If I saw it on Tubi, I would skip over it. But you, uh, kind of talking me into this.
0: Do you guys remember the picture of Fun with Dick and Jane with Jim Carrey running the briefcase and "That's one of the 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 pictures." As I thought, it was. I thought it was fun with Dick and Jane, but like the original, because I knew that was. I knew the uh, Jim Carrey version was a uh, remake, but. I was like, nope, this is called Funny Money. Now, hmm. it's not as good as his other movie with funny in it, Funny Farm, which is one of my favorites of Chevy Chase. Speaking of like old classic Chevy Chase, Funny Farm is a great movie. And you guys seen Funny Farm?
1: No. I saw it in the theater, so I don't okay. uh,
0: don't remember much. <laughs> so you have no recollection, probably. <laughs> I remember
1: there was a riding lawnmower, and he uh, rode on it. There wearing, was? Uh, wearing a hat, like some kind of trucker trucker hat of a yep.
0: sports team moves to that. this farm uh in this small country town and of course oh, awesome. obviously adapting to city or country life from being the big city life that whole that whole shtick but again chevy uh, so he's probably wearing prime.
1: his cubs hat because he came in from the city <laughs> no he's a
2: new york city writer that moves to vermont so a ah. sports writer so he can move to or he moves to vermont so he can write a novel Right. Okay. And then you know you got it's big city guy and you know small town yokels and you know (laughs) chaos ensues.
1: Yeah, because he don't know how things work out here, city slicker. Ah, city.
0: But uh, if I'm gonna rank it with some popcorn, oh uh, yeah. You know it's it's not a small. It's definitely not the popcorn on the floor. I'm going to go medium with this with a little bit of extra butter.
1: A medium popcorn!
0: Again, it's it's not full-on Chevy Chase the way you want him, but he he always has a soft spot in my heart. I love his movies growing up, so I think his performance is great enough to carry this movie. Again, that scene where they just go back and forth, I love those tropes. So It's good. It could have been better. It also could have been a lot shorter. A little bit too long in some scenes, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's. I definitely would watch it again. So definitely give it some medium love, a little bit of butter.
2: You guys should also have like a scale of like shame watch or like proud watch. Like some people, you know, like watch movies with like disdain. They hide it from other people. They're like, I don't want people to know that I watched The Bachelor, <laughs> <laughs> or some shit like that. But like, it's the whole
0: guilty pleasure thing, right? <laughs> yep. It's my guilty pleasure. We haven't had a shame watch one. I don't think we've we've all found stuff in our wheelhouse, which we've all been surprised because my algorithm should be all horror movies because that's all I've watched in the last like month and a half on Tubi, and I have surprisingly hmm. only like two on my board right now of horror movies.
1: Yeah, mine should all be shitty uh, late seventies sci fi movies, and it's not.
2: My algorithm was pretty good in actuality really? like hmm. it was kind of I like mean, i was stoked to watch la bamba let's be real and so going <laughs> back to that um but i'm okay with it i watched escape from new york i mean escape from new york i right. th- probably like more just Clear because upgrade. it's yeah. my favorite genre like a sci-fi thriller that has just enough dystopian future and just enough believability but also just enough absurdity
1: yeah where there's a little bit of humor to the whole situation
2: yeah, and then, I mean, you top that off with a John Carpenter's score, like, dude, this shit was dope. Bamba was on, and when the wheel was spun originally, and I got my assignment, mm-hmm. that was at the end of the month, and so my guess yeah. is that they just rotated on the f- start of the month, so in the future, you might want to like think of that.
1: Like, They Live is also gone. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah, I yeah I go th- I go through that leaving soon list, and usually that's where I pluck a lot of my movies.
2: Well, yeah. It, like, once well, the I sense got it. of urgency is dropped in there, and yeah. you know, you you're just like, oh, well, I can't watch this at any time I want. I maybe I should watch it. I'll she watch just
1: it. got serious. I'm going to watch this garbage that I clearly <laughs> was never going to watch, but now that you put a timer on me, fuck. Well,
2: they they live was good. There were some good movies on the just there. Movie, yeah, I'm there was soon here soon or a while
1: ago. Yeah future yeah i bet uh, i bet a few are off my wheel
0: as we speak
1: wheeling it speaking of the wheel
0: speaking um, of the wheel oh shit we are bringing up the wheel unfortunate right now
2: the wheel of time
0: and we will go with with ron's first this time oh shit there we go let's go ron's wheel here and away we go
3: Fuck yeah.
1: Insert. Wheel Which button will here. I hit? The winner sound or... I don't even know what yep. that is. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm in. Fuck it. This sounds uh, all right.
2: It doesn't sound... This is one of those... Samin and Rob were talking about this recently because he's been getting really into uh, the the writing of movies. Uh, two things. One... In the episode that's about to come out, it'll be out by the time this comes out, um, we talk the difference between villain and antagonist, and technically, huh. Rob made the case that Shooter McGavin is actually an antagonist in that movie and not a villain, but, you know, huh. that's a teaser for the nostalgia pit, you know?
1: I don't know. Once you start fucking with grandma, you cross into villain territory.
0: <laughs> well, but that's
2: that's where Ben Stiller comes in.
0: You'll go to sleep. I will you to sleep. I will sleep. put you to sleep. Let's go to my wheel. (laughs) No whammies. Uh, No whammies. No whammies. Stop. (laughs) Oh! Wow. I'm a little bit, a little bit envious. Okay. Wow.
2: Well, at least you didn't get little Nicky, because that would have been bad.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
0: I like. I have not Ron seen Dover. that in probably 15 years. It's so the nostalgia well. is not going to age well for this. Not good.
2: The only thing that was good theoretically was putting a pineapple up Hitler's ass. But,
0: <laughs> but I think that's going to wrap it up for, uh, to be determined here. Uh, I think we all lucked out here and got some decent movies. We'll see <laughs> what Ron has to deal with next. Yeah, we'll find <laughs> out. <laughs> Who's the uh, um,
2: next guest you guys are having on, if you don't mind me asking? He's
0: we like, haven't talked about it, but I think, I think we're going to yeah, Joe. I don't know.
2: Well, of course. That's what I was, you know, that was my assumption.
0: Joe Joe's probably going to be next. Because I'm sure he'll just love and hope for 98 summer 98 movies to come up on his list. <laughs> that's why all his algorithm says is all 98 I don't know.
1: I don't know how much he uses Tubi, so that'll also be interesting to see. That's, that's the thing I was thinking about.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm I'm definitely looking forward to seeing how algorithm either changes towards our direction or not. Like, and I'm
1: trying to thumbs up and thumbs down on shit a lot more to give it an yeah. idea. And it doesn't seem like it's helping. So I don't know. But most of my, like I said in the last one, most of my uh, suggested list is TV shows. So there's very few movies actually in there. A lot of shitty documentaries. And I, A lot uh, of
0: Hell's quotes. Kitchen. They want me to watch Gordon Ramsay, and that's possibly because they've seen my final history of watching his videos. But You watch one
1: documentary <laughs> about the hollow moon, and the next thing you know, the whole fucking list is Bigfoot. And fuck yeah. Well, we got our assignments, so uh, hopefully I'll have to check Tubi and make sure mine's still there. I don't, uh, <clears throat> don't know for sure that it wasn't on that list, but...
0: I think if mine's not there. I got it on DVD. I think <laughs> <laughs> classic.
2: All right, amigos. Well, thanks Yeehaw. for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah. If you're listening yeah. to this podcast, you probably know where to find me. <laughs> so I don't need to do any plugs.
0: <laughs> it's true. Pretty much because we, I. Add something to add here because we only have a couple dozens of listeners here
1: Network well, is a little bit incestuous as far as the guest list goes
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know you got to build from within and then, you know you strengthen the foundation and then it's like a, 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 a beehive That's you know, right but yeah, if you want listen to the nostalgia listen to
0: <laughs> As he points <laughs> into the webcam <laughs> you, you there I want you to listen to Stout Pit.
3: You're listening to the Half-Ass Podcast Network. Did you know that?